Why does it feel like that sometimes when we try and understand all this stuff around money, it's just so complicated? Well, today's episode goes into exactly why that's the case and why you aren't alone. Hi, my name is James Corsier and welcome to the Money Paradox podcast, where we're all about helping you become financially free so that you can focus on what you really want from life. Today's episode is all about how we are all money noobs. So what do I mean by that? Well, many of the concepts that we now rely on to be good with money, to have a good financial discipline in our life, to be financially successful, all are very new concepts. And many of us really struggle to get our heads around them. And that's why many of us are noobs in this area. But money has been around a very long time, over a thousand years. The first official currency was invented in 600 BC. So that's, if you go by that metric, what, 2,600 years old? And that was in Lydia, which is now Turkey. Coins then evolved into banknotes at around 1661 AD. So money itself is not new. It has been around a very long time and we've certainly had a chance to get to understand it. But if you think about some of the modern foundations around money, those are much newer. Let's take pensions, for example. Think about it. How long has that actually been around? Now, when people talk about pensions now, it's like a birthright. Everybody has got to be retired by 65 at the absolute latest with enough money to be able to maintain their current cost of living so they can die in nice, relaxed, chilled environment until they peacefully die at whatever age that is, going on holidays, cruises, whatever that crazy classical view is on the subject of money. On top of that, people are now wanting to retire even earlier, 60, 55. It's like every year that passes, it's like an assumed view that we have to have an even better situation around pensions. And when there's ever talk from governments or suspicions that governments are going to reduce what kind of provision they give around pensions, people are up in arms. You know, how can they do this? This is something that we need. You know, we can't work every year of our life forever. But actually, when you start doing a bit of digging, it's very different. The pension started in the UK in 1909. So it's not that old, less than, well, I say less than 100 years, just over 100 years, what, 111 years, right? So decent amount of time, but for a lot, of that time, pensions were very small and only really was given to very few people. If you take recent years, from April 2016 to March 2018, in those two years, in the private pension market, £6.1 trillion were brought into that space. 
That's 42% of people's total wealth. So nowadays, in recent times, pensions are massive. It's a big part of where people want to focus on in their private finances. But then just going back, say, 10 years, from 2006 to 2008, in those two years, after adjusting for inflation, right, so this is the real changes, not nominal, £3.6 trillion went into private pensions. So still a huge amount of money. We're talking trillions of pounds just in the UK. But if you compare that to total wealth, that's 34% of the total wealth at the time. So in just 10 years, we've gone from 34% to 42%. That is a big jump if you think about it, right? And £3.6 trillion is a lot, but that's a jump to £6.1 trillion over the same time period. So this is definitely becoming the main source, the typical source of where people want to put their money for their financial future. But it's only two generations old. So people are putting a huge amount of their money into this space, but really, if you go back two generations, even three, it basically didn't exist. So this area that people are trying to get their head around and do well in is very new. So a lot of that information and learning isn't really being passed down many generations to really mature our thinking. So before World War II, so around the 1940s, most people worked until they died. So before World War II, people just worked and worked and worked and worked and worked until they died, right? Some people had pensions back in the early 1900s, but not many. If you look at the period from 1948 to 2008, right? So 1948 was broadly when modern-day pension really started. In those 60 years, the UK state pension tripled in real terms, okay? And people always moan now, oh, so little, there's hardly any money. How can you possibly live on that? Well, are we designed to? Have we evolved economically and within our governments, within our countries, to have that as something that we should expect? Well, just 60 years ago, the state pension was far smaller. So actually, in recent years, it's a lot higher than it ever was. But isn't it interesting how only after a few years of having something do we then become reliant on it and when we start to expect it and when then there's a risk of it reducing, we start to be up in arms, we start to worry, we can't handle it, right? We're all fine having a positive improvement, but any negative improvement becomes a big issue for us. Private pensions tripled in the last 40 years. So even in short period of time, it tripled. If you go back to even just 1975, so we're talking what, 55 years ago? Only 25% of people had pension income. Not that long ago, pensions were something, you know, for much older ages. And remember, people died at a lot younger age. People are dying much later on in life. And so 
we don't want to improve the age in which we assume we have pension and yet we want it for much longer which is what is causing so many of these issues so what's we done about it well first thing is to really understand the situation this whole topic is very modern and we need to be mindful of that when we're looking to apply it in our own lives i'll give you some other examples index funds only 50 years old. Index funds are massive. It's increasingly becoming the way to invest for modern generations these days. More and more money is going into it. A bigger share of people's wealth is going into it. 50 years ago, didn't exist. So when people are debating around this subject, trying to understand how best to use it, there isn't much of a time span for us to really appreciate what works and what doesn't. Consumer debt. Since World War II, it's widespread. But you go back before then, in the 30s, 20s, it just basically didn't exist. Most people weren't able to get into this kind of debt. But nowadays, it's totally expected. It's like this given right that everybody who has a bank account and has a citizenship in a modern day country can go out and get a credit card, get a loan and be able to borrow against their potential for the future. But because it's so new, being able to manage that in an effective way isn't always easy. The first credit card was introduced in 1946. Not that long ago, right? Think how prevalent it is today. So psychologically, emotionally, we've only had, what, 20 to 70 years to adapt to so many of these tools that we see as just so foundational. Now, I've used a few examples, pensions, index funds, consumer debt. But there are many other examples like this. So feel free to do your own research and really look into how old these concepts are and how they evolved in such a short period of time. So what? Does that allow us to just go, well, you know, we don't need to know these things. You know, it's fine. I can accept that I'm not very good at it because these things are very new. No. Okay. But it doesn't mean that you should be giving yourself so much negative feelings around not being very good in this area. Many people, in fact, I would probably say most people in the world struggle with the topic of money and this allows us to understand one of the main reasons why that's the case so cut yourself some slack remove the shame remove the blame around this because it's that very aspect the negative emotions that you attach to the subject of money that can be the very thing that gets in the way of us improving in this area and actually making the topic a facilitator, enabler in our life rather than a blocker. It is totally normal to have issues in this area. It's new. We haven't had generations of parents passing down this information. If you think about it, for, think about your own situation. 
did you get taught all the various things you needed to understand around money from your parents? You did, great. But most people probably didn't. In fact, most people didn't. And that's because these topics are very new. But it doesn't give you an excuse to play the victim card. An excuse is the worst thing you can use this information for. An excuse is what allows you to stay where you are. So many people I speak to, and I talk to them about many topics, but money especially. And I talk to them about, well, you know, how are you in this area? And, how, and what are the areas you struggle in? And interestingly, many of those people will default to why they're bad at those things in the area, bad at those areas they're not very good at, even if I don't ask them. And interestingly, my observation around that is the why, the excuse, is what allows them to stay there. It justifies why they aren't good at what they do. But if you are able to remove that excuse, that justification, it allows you to focus on actually what you do want, right? Because what you do want is not money itself. What you do want is the life that you want to live, a fulfilling, meaningful life, life that contains all the things that are important to you. Well, you are where you are right now. And there are many things in your life, perhaps, that aren't in it that you would like for it to be there. To bridge that gap, there'll be certain restrictions in your life. Money, for many people, is one of them, among others. See it for what it is. Money is something that you need in your life to be able to get what it is that you want. So use this information and the information elsewhere to support you improving in this area to get what it is that you actually want. Because then we can all have much more fulfilling and meaningful lives. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this video. If you did, please do let me know in the comments section below. If you would like me to cover future content, feel free to let me know, DM me, and be more than happy to do it. And subscribe to check out my free weekly content uh, as I'll be releasing it into your inboxes every week. Thanks very much. See you soon. Bye-bye.